Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Binary, non-binary, translucent, transient, male, female, guinea pigs, unicorns, whatever it is you are identifying as today. Yes, (laughs) it is your right to identify as whatever it is or whomever it is or they, them, whoever it is you choose to identify with, but... When you demand that the rest of us identify with you or else, that becomes a problem. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. Okay? Life. (laughs) Part of loving people is speaking truth to them. Speaking truth in love. Okay? And speaking truth to people when invited. Mm, That's a tough one for some of you. (laughs) especially for us public folk, because you believe on some level, some of you do, that you have earned access to my life because I have decided to be public with my life. Now, the problem with that is this. You do not have access to every single area of my life. Now, you do have access to a lot of my life because I give it to you. I grant you that access because I'm being transparent. And to be honest with you, my life really isn't my own whenever I belong to the Lord. So anything that happens in my life, whether I muck it up or he saves the day or he saves the day, whatever, (coughs) excuse me, um, all of it is, is going to eventually glorify him anyway. And so I don't tend to walk around with enormous amount with an enormous amount of shame. Now, are there conversations and things that I would uh, rather the world not be privy to? Well, of course, of course. Are there things in my past, present, possibly future? I don't know that I don't feel like need to be on the big screen of life. Absolutely. Some things are just none of our business. Your sexuality is one of them, as far as I'm concerned. I have never wanted to be invited into your sexual preferences, sexual identity, sexual choice. If you wear work boots and a plaid shirt and your hair is really short and that's how you choose to dress to go to work, it is not my business to assume that you like chicks or you think you're a dude or maybe you're just a tomboy. I, I have no idea. It's it's none of my business. The bottom line is this. As a business owner, I, I here's what I come with. You ready? Can you do the job? Do you fit the company culture of which I've created? If I run a ministry and I do not, um, I do not deviate from what I believe to be true about marriage and marriage between man and a woman, and you are an employee. And that's going to pose a problem 
with your culture versus my culture. And really, that's what a lot of all of this comes down to in the world today is culture. Sadly, though, culture has become uh, uh, litigious. I mean, oh, my gosh. You can't even have a thought, an opinion, pass gas, uh, belch. I mean, you, you can't. I mean, it's insane how much ownership people want to take of you. It is nuts. And I'm not going silently into that gentle night or however it goes. I'm not going silently. I'm not going kicking. I'm going standing. I'm not going. How about that? We're just, we're not going to, I'm not getting in the car. I'm going to stand right here on my ground that I've been given jurisdiction over and I'm going to speak the truth. And if that's something that offends you, um, then that's something that you're going to need to contend with. But once you bring the law to my door, because of my thoughts, because of my feelings, because of my speech, my belief, and the practice thereof, I'll see you in court. I mean, and some of you need to get to that place where you set up your lawfare systems and you go for it. And when your employers demand that you be inoculated with an experimental drug, when they demand that you sit through demoralizing, debasing, debasing uh, educate, re-education classes as someone who should be there to be able to do the job or not, to increase the bottom line or not, if you're not willing to go to court over that and, and take some legal blows over that, honestly, you just don't deserve to be called an American. It's a privilege to be who we are as Americans. It is. It's a birthright and it's a privilege. It is an honor. And if that's not something that you are willing to fight for yourself and to find ways to fight back against a system that is hell-bent on stripping you of your constitutional rights, not to mention your God-given rights, but your constitutional rights, I don't care who wrote it, I don't care if a happy purple, pink, and yellow leprechaun wrote it. It is what it is. It's by it's that it's that document by which we've been governed for 241, 42 years. Am I off on that? Yeah. I mean, no. Are you standing or no? Are you crouching? Are you cowering? Are you trying to hide? Are you just praying through ulcers every day you get in the car to go to work? You get on one of these stupid Zoom calls where the Chinese are actually watching literally every single thing you talk about in your company. I mean, are you just stressed the heck out because you're so afraid that someone's going to come for you if you don't go to this class or if you're the one? I got bills to pay. I got tuition to pay for. I've got daycare. I've got nails and hair and boys nights and booby bars and you know, golf games and vacations. I mean, I have, really, I have the American life I have to abide by. Well, your American life is rapidly being flushed down the toilet. Again, not hyperbolic, not to me- not meant to incite fear or dread. It is a sobriety pill, and it sucks, and it's jagged, but we should all take one daily. Because this stuff is coming for you. What am I talking about? Non-binary. You ready? Christian Walker, the son of of Herschel Walker, Heisman Trophy recipient, Georgia native. He, um, wow, he is our sweetheart here in the state of Georgia. 
He may actually put his hat in the ring for a Senate race here in the state of Georgia, and and hopefully that will happen. I really hope it does. But his son, uh, Christian, is just a hot mess on social media. Um, He is theatrical. He's funny. He literally drives people to not only Trump derangement syndrome, but Christian derangement syndrome. Um, you know, he has got quite the following. Okay. And he's a young man. He is brilliant, speaks like more languages than any of us can even utter in a sentence, uh, or pronounce, but he is, uh, I believe he's on the West coast and he is just a firecracker. I mean, he politically, he makes zero apologies for who he is and what he believes as a conservative. Um, And so he tweets this today regarding Demi Lovato's announcement. Who is Demi Lovato? Uh, She is a child product of the craziness that comes out of Hollywood and what they do to kids and their minds. And by making them stars and starlets and idols at very young ages, we see people come out with depression, bipolar, uh, addictions, you name it, it happens This is nothing new. Uh, We've seen it on Hollywood stories since I was a kid. So it is um, it is not it is not a friendly environment. It is not conducive to purity uh, of mind, heart, soul. Uh, Spirit does not give a child an opportunity to grow up as a child. You are essentially a product. If you have any talent whatsoever that becomes exploited by Hollywood. So. Demi Lovato comes out with, you know, she's had a lot of public issues with mental health. Um, she, she's made really, you know, no, uh, no excuses for it or for, you know, erratic behavior. Um, but she's admitted, Hey, you know, and she sits on the board of, I believe a few mental health foundations. I mean, she's, she's very vocal about mental health issues and that's great because someone needs to be and to take away the stigma that goes along with mental health issues because they are very real and they're not funny. They're not to be mocked. Um, and if we could ever get to a place where we understand what's going on with all of this spiritual, psychological, chemical, uh, electrical madness with regard to the binary brouhaha, And, you know, we're going to be fluid, okay? So non-binary means, what is binary? Black and white, male, female. That's binary, okay? Demi Lovato comes out today and says, hey, fun fact, kids. And And I say that intentionally because she's actually ministering to your kids. Why is this important for you to know? Because you have kids, most of you, or grandkids. And you're going to need to be able to have a loving, rageless, hysteria-less conversation with your young people around this particular subject. It doesn't have to be some long, drawn-out thing. You don't have to be a a psychologist, almost said it. You don't have to be trained in ministry. No, you just have to have a sober mind, the mind of Christ, which we talked about last night, and a pure heart. And the willingness to be honest, to love your children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren enough and even strangers' children enough to have a conversation around these very real and serious social issues. And why are they so serious? If this was just Demi Lovato's issue, 
If this was just her declaration, it would be one thing, but that's not what is happening. I can't even say it's the left anymore because the right is so complicit with this madness that it's both. It is a spiritual issue for real. Okay? But it's not just a left theater. It's the right as well. It's also the church, sadly, because the church has no idea how to minister to issues of this nature. And this is an issue. For someone to be raised and to to look down and see her vagina and her breasts and more than likely have had a menstrual cycle or two or 10,000 and and look in the mirror and suddenly declare, I'm neither male nor female. I am what's called gender fluid. I'm they, them. Okay. In the Bible, that's called legion. You could also call that legion, they, them. And when people are tormented on on a number of levels, there's a spiritual component to that. And that's coming from me as a minister. That's what I believe. You're not going to, uh, you're not going to be able to change my mind on that. That is the mind of Christ. That is what I've seen uh, played out in the Bible. That's what I've seen played out here on earth in the physical realm. I mean, Hollywood has just duped us all into thinking that Reagan's head spun around and vomited green and she levitated. And that was the, that's how the, you know, Satan manifests in the way of confusion, the way of hatred and fear and mocking and vile, filthy, uh, a, 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 an unclean spirit. We, we think that that's, that's all brouhaha, but it's not. And Hollywood knows it's not. Your Catholic priests know it's not. Christian Walker tweets today, coming out as, quote, non-binary is really just coming out and announcing that you're an attention whore, end quote. That's on his Twitter feed. I'm going to repeat, repeat that. Coming out as a, as, quote, non-binary, end quote, is really just coming out and announcing that you're an attention whore. Now, anyone who has followed Demi Lovato for any length of time knows that, you know, I mean, we've gone from cute, innocent, precious to, uh, you know, slash and dash, uh, you know, leather, um, you know, I'm coming into my own very Christina Aguilera ish. If you, if you followed her career at all as a child, uh, Disney, uh, kid, that, you know, because here's what the pop world does. They know how to lure your kids in, and that's what they're doing. They're using these fantastic voices and these these angelic voices, these powerhouse voices, which is talent. It's not gift. Some of you in the church have confused singing with spiritual gifts, and it's not. We're all called to praise God, no matter how unjoyful your noise is. So... And believe me, there's enough people on the radio that think they're making a joyful noise, and it's you could you could you could just you know sharpie out the joyful. <laughs> and I don't say that as some arrogant singer, but I have been gifted with a voice to sing, and I know that. But it's a talent. We've all been gifted with the ability to worship God in truth and in what spirit. It didn't say it didn't say voice, but we do lift our voices in praise of Him. Praise, and that is a gift to praise the Lord. We can't even praise God without His 
provocation. Did you know that? I mean, sometimes it is a sacrifice, and he knows that. Because you don't feel like it. You can't pay the bills. The world is crazy. Biden can't even tie his shoes. I mean, it is just madness. Our border is being invaded. You know, your Democrat-run cities are overrun with criminal gang elements. I mean, it is absolutely bananas. You know the election was stolen. And you're just like, what in the heck is really going on, right? And then we're called to praise God in the midst of all of that. And you're like, I don't think so. Like, I'm just, I don't even feel like getting out of the bed, much less praising God. But I can get on Twitter and tweet 5,000 things a day, criticizing, complaining, mocking, you know, shooting darts at other people. I know, I get it. I do it too. I get it. I, listen, I'm not throwing you under the bus. I'm right. I, I jumped in front of it first, which is what I usually do. So, but I'm reminded to praise because there's a sac- there's what's called a sacrifice of praise. Sacrifice. And God honors your sacrifices. Especially when you don't feel like praising. And I'm telling you now, nothing will make the devil of confusion and harassment and bitterness and grief and envy and jealousy and confusion and fear and dread and all those things. Nothing will make the enemy of life, love, and liberty flee faster than praising the Lord. And you know why? It has nothing to do with you. It's because God inhabits the praises of his people. And so what happens whenever you begin to praise? God shows up. And guess who flees? Your enemy. Does anyone preach that anymore? I don't know. I'm not a preacher, but I believe it. It's in the Bible. I didn't write it, but I believe it. I say that a lot. So back to the attention horse. So yes, and Christian caught a lot of flack for that. I retweeted it with like two giant eyeballs like, well, you can't say amen, say ouch. We have a generation of attention whores. Let's be real. I mean, selfies, selfies, selfies. I mean, our kids, mine included, cannot stay off of TikTok. I mean, because why? They monetized um, idolatry. What else is new? I mean, they took their gold coming out of Egypt, created a calf, and had an orgy around it. So this isn't anything new, right? But thank you, Chinese folks, for TikTok. Not sure why the president allowed that app to stay in business and in this country. have no idea. But wow, what a, just not a good move. I mean, although, you know, do I want bigger government telling me whose business can and cannot operate in this country outside of the fact that they are, they are an enemy, they're literally an enemy of our country, here to destroy us. No doubt about it. None whatsoever in my mind. The Chinese Communist Party are here to take our country. End of story. Full stop. I could end the show right there with a period. Or an exclamation point. Or 20 of them. But you know I'm right. And so what do they do? They create this fantastic little app by which they can spy on your kids. And they have no idea they're being watched, they're being monitored, they're surveilled. Communists are surveilling your children through apps. Your three-letter agencies are surveilling you and your children through apps. Nations from all over the world, you all are, you've jumped into a fishbowl. You're swimming around naked with all of your opinions and your fears and your dreads and your, you know, your patriotism, all that stuff, all your secret groups that aren't really secret. 
you know, all that stuff that you do online and you're just in this little fishbowl bubble where you think, well, I'm okay. You know, it is. Everybody's watching anyway. And what you don't realize is how it's being monetized, aggregated, and set up to completely take us down. So being an attention whore is a, is a deadly thing for all of us. It really is. I love it when people accuse me of, I, haven't, I don't think I've been called an attention whore. Maybe. I know I've been called a whore online, which is always amusing to me. Um, but I have been maybe something to do with attention. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have actually in the not so distant past. And I'm and I'm thinking to myself, wow, apparently someone doesn't understand how media works. I mean, when you're media, you're just kind of out front, right? Last I checked. And it's certainly not because I've ever sought the spotlight. Ask anyone who genuinely knows me. It has never been my comfort place ever. I'd rather be on a horse farm picking berries in the spring and the fall and you know, planting orchards in a vineyard and raising racehorses, uh, you know, mucking out stalls. But that's not what I'm called to do right now. So I show up and I muck out the stalls of politics on the daily. And what do I get for that? You're just an attention whore. Okay, well, hey, and you're cunning. Well, if that's how you see it, you think you know me so well. Okay, I don't lose sleep over that stuff. I don't. I may respond to you, which some people think is ridiculous, but I don't. I mean, my name, my reputation, my honor, it's mine. So why wouldn't I respond? I don't respond to every Tom, Dick, and Crazy Harry. Um, And if I, you know, a lot of times I just laugh. I'm like, wow, these guys are really nuts. And I know that some people are just sent of the enemy. Now, back to this. Uh, Christian Walker brings up a very valid point. Now, people on his thread kind of gave him a little bit of a rash because Christian is in the public eye as well. And some people see him as an attention whore. I see him as a young, vibrant, on fire uh, for the country uh, with a platform. He knows it. He has values. He has ideals. He's been raised by a father who is, and, and I'm assuming his mother has taught him the same thing. I don't know his mother, but I know he's been raised by a daddy who has very deep-seated and rooted conservative values and ideals and who loves the Lord. And so it is impossible for that not to rub off on your children. So I see Christian as someone who has a lot of influence for good. He can and that's commendable. That's great, especially for his age. And so, you know, there's a part of me that's not, I'm not afraid of technology. I think you can use it to your benefit. But when but when it's using you to your detriment, which Facebook does daily, Twitter does daily, there are other things coming out as well um, for you to pay attention to. I know a lot of you are, are still trying to navigate through Frank. Um, I've not been on it. I think I tried to get on once and they were having issues initially. I have not been on, so I cannot speak to that, but I know many of you are frustrated because they just keep getting shut down or the bandwidth is too small. I have no idea. Um, but there are other things coming in the near future that are going to, um, provide a place for you to congregate, to commiserate, to fellowship, to connect. All those things are very important around freedom, around freedom. So God bless Demi Lovato. I pray that her mind 
is um, put in order. I pray that her spirit man is put in order first. Um, And I pray that God will have mercy upon her and grace and that he will open her eyes and the chemicals in her tummy and in her brain will all be in alignment according to the perfection by which God created her. And I pray that she will be, you know, enlightened to the grace of God as it pertains to her identity as a God birthed and created child. That is my prayer for her. And you know what? That's the conversation that you can have with your kids. And if they have further questions and you sit down and you get out your Bible and you go through them together, you don't freak out. You've got fingers. I know you do. I see you on Twitter all day. So go to DuckDuckGo, get, go through your little VPN, go to DuckDuckGo, and start seeking God. He will show you. You know, I suggested yesterday that you get up every morning and ask God before your feet ever hit the ground, Father, please bless me today with your wisdom, with your wisdom from above, not the carnal wisdom from below, but your wisdom from above. And thank you that you've promised that you'll pour it out just in abundance without finding fault with me. That is his promise. And I love that some of you are taking me up on that and you're doing it. And I can't wait to hear your testimonies from that. I did it just this morning. And thank God I did because I needed some real godly wisdom today. I did it before my feet ever hit the ground. But I had, I had some pretty serious things I was contending with today. And one slight move to the right or to the left could have been extraordinarily detrimental to a few things in my life. So I'm very grateful. And now... I know that I've exercised the mind of Christ. I have exercised wisdom. I have applied wisdom to various situations. And so however they turn out, I know that I can have peace in knowing that I've invited God into the situation. I've invited his spirit of wisdom into the situation. And no matter how it turns out, no matter how it looks, I invited him in and I can leave those situations with him because he is faithful. I texted Alvita today and I said, I need help with this and this and that. And my heart is troubled. My stomach is upset. I need prayer. And and she very simply texted back and said, give it to God. And I knew exactly what she meant. And I had already done that. And so when I got that text, which was a few hours later, it was merely confirmation of what I had already done. But I did it by applying his word. And when you guys text me or call me or email or whatever or DM me, you're like, Monica, what about this? And what about the vaccines? And what about this? And what about this? You know, uh, what about Liz Cheney? And, and what about the pre- what the president said about Jeff Duncan? And, you know, he's a one, one pump chump. Oops, one stump chump, um, which is true. But he wasn't a mistake. He was a plant. Check out his dark money disclosures. Go look at his former chief of staff. He'll tell you. It's pretty bad stuff, and it goes deep, and it goes wide. So forgive me, sir, Mr. President, but that is, you're incorrect about that. He he was not a mistake, and he may be a one-stump chump, but um, a chump for sure. Um, but he was very strategically placed where he is. No doubt about it. So with that, uh, you know, but you just, you pray for 
wisdom. And so whenever I tell you guys things of what I'm sharing with you now, I mean it. Like it, it's all of the superfluous things going on are exactly that. Because you have decisions you're going to need to make in your own life. Daily, hourly, by the minute. And some of them are going to be so costly to you that if you go down into your flesh, some things you just can't recover. Not on this side of eternity, or it takes you years. So I want to implore you, and I commend you, all of you who are doing who are doing what I've suggested. I love hearing from you on that. It's great. I heard from someone from overseas. It's like, hey, you know, you, you've saved my family through some things with, with that word. Well, it's not mine. It's his, and it's something I believe, and it's something that I'm trying to practice in my own life. And I and I know he's faithful to fulfill the things that he's called us to. And it may not happen when we want it to, but he is faithful to fulfill his word because it's his word and he's not man that he should lie. God is not a liar. He may feel like it. Some of you feel like God really is just a jerk. You just do. You don't know what to believe. And I understand that. And you know what? More importantly, he understands that. So take all that crap with you and just show up. You know, I always get this vision whenever I say that to people. I get this vision of like, um, who who was it? Uh, not, God, who's the little kid? Linus. <laughs> little kid who sucks his thumb and carries like this, you know, this little, um, this little, not bed sheet, but pillowcase, you know, with just your crap. Just take all your crap. Some of you have got like 20,000 pillowcases. Some of you have hefty bags filled with just dung that stinks, dead bodies in there that you haven't forgiven, you know, memories, instances, decisions, bad, bad, bad decisions. Um, Some good decisions, you're a little bitter about where you are now because life was good in the past and you're you're stuck there, you know. I mean, or so-and-so upset you, you weren't invited to this, or someone left you out, or they rejected you, or they don't love you, or they cheated, or whatever it is. You know, and God said, and I did it God's way, and it didn't work out. And the the pastor sucked, and he was sleeping with the kids and and the secretary. And you know, it just been the, the corporate church sucks, and they always take my money, and I never got anything in return. And and you know, I just can't trust anybody in the body. Uh, you know, they gossiped about me, they shunned me, they kicked me to the curb, they kicked me out when I was divorced, and you know, I was hungry, and they didn't feed me. They they waterboarded me. I get it. We can really suck as the church. I'm sorry, we just can. And Jesus knows it. And God does too. I'm not saying anything blasphemous that he doesn't know. And so just take all that crap with you and just show up. You know, I was talking with someone today and they were telling me about how, I hope this blesses someone, but they're telling me about how you know, they just have issues with, with their mother. Okay. Longstanding issues and, and, and totally understandable how the issues are there. And as I'm listening to how these issues have presented themselves and become ingrained in this person's mother over the years, I and, and then the the mother's past was shared with me, and I'm like, well, well, there, there it is, there it is. And and I asked a very simple question: Have you discussed it with her? And the Answer was, well, no, we, we, you can't. There's no talking to her because it's all about her. And I was like, right, but have you, 
Have you loved her enough to sit down and tell her that you love her and this behavior is keeping you from being able to love her or to receive love from her and that you miss your mom and you'd really like to have a relationship with your mom? I mean, those are the risks you're going to have to take. Many of you are taking out on our politicians, and rightfully so, because they've definitely earned it. But many of you are taking out on our politicians and people you don't even know. You're taking out offenses that are ingrained so deeply in your souls that they have etched highways in your brain. They have etched highways in your heart, in the structure of your heart, in your belly. You have an entire navigation system, just a labyrinth, a maze of unforgiveness and wounds and offenses, and and you just keep on rolling. But you're not rolling very fast. And you're really trying to roll uphill with a whole bag of dung. And you'd be amazed how much clearer your thinking becomes about things like policy and politics when you stop and take care of first things first, which is what God has entrusted you with right there in your own mirror, in your own home. I say it almost every show, you guys. And it's not easy. There's a risk involved. But the, but the, but believe me, please hear me when I tell you. <laughs> You'd rather take the risk of being rejected for attempting to make peace with someone then know that you never tried and just let your heart grow barnacles. And it will. You may not think it does, but it does. It does. Your heart grows barnacles. And you no longer have a heart of flesh, meaning that it's pliable and it's soft and doesn't have plaque built up around it and, you know, scar tissue from being wounded and hurt and hard and guarded in an ungodly manner. Some of you are so guarded. Like, well, the Bible says guard your heart. Right. But you guys, you, you've put up like a friggin' what we need down at the border. You've put up, you know, a, a damn 25,000 foot wall of cinder block around your heart. And then you wonder why you have no joy or intimacy or no one knows you. No one accepts you. No one invites you. No one understands you. Well, how can they? How can they? So, and we take all of that into our politics. We do. We take every bit of it into the voting booth with us. Now, in this day and age, apparently it doesn't matter what you take in there with you because someone else is going to decide what your vote is for you. But when it comes to your, you know, um, board of education, city councils, I mean, you take all of that crap with you. So I just, I want to encourage you, policy begins in your own mirror just does because you shape policy people study you to shape policy we think 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 tanks are so sexy and so academic they're like the theologians i'm like we need more do tanks we've got enough think tanks to last us for a lifetime or two we need some do tanks right and so what do you think they do they study you they monitor you they surveil you and what a crappy thing to surveil, right? When someone's walking around in bitterness and unforgiveness and sourpuss and angry and 
envious and jealous and they're, you know, what, and what happens when people covet things, they steal, they murder, they carjack, they kidnap, they rape. When people covet something they don't have, people buy the lies of Marxist Black Lives Matter. What do they do? They covet something they think they don't have. Black Lives Matter is literally the serpent in the Garden of America. It has whispered to every church, to every youth, and convinced them that they're, they've missed out on something because America's holding back. You don't have the same opportunities. You don't have the same equity. You're not even equal. Who does that sound like? Who does that sound who does that sound like? Excuse me. Who does that sound like? Right? Who told you you were naked? That's what God asked Adam and Eve. Actually, Adam, because he was like, yo, Adam, I left you in charge. And Adam's like, don't look at me. It was that crazy woman you gave me. Right? And y'all been doing that ever since. So, but the woman's like, oh, I mean, she added to it. Talk about the first game of telephone played right there in the garden. <laughs> well, he told us that we couldn't eat of it or touch it. And that's not what God said at all. He just said, don't eat of this tree. He didn't say not to touch it. But we all, we all know how that works out. You touch something, chances are you're going to want to eat it. So <laughs> that's a word for somebody out there. I digress. So what else is going on? So there's, uh, yeah, so Demi Lovato. Be prepared to have a loving, sober conversation with your youth. And be prepared to have the civics conversation that needs to come along with it because she is a young lady. She is a human being. And although she may be practicing attention whoring, uh, your kids are too. And so are your grandkids. And some of you are as well. I mean, I'm hard pressed to take selfies these days. I will. But I just, there's just something about it where I'm like, okay, there's so many other things to take pictures of other than my face. Now, I may send a couple of, you know, cute selfies to some dude I'm dating. Um, but, you know, I don't have an OnlyFans page. You're not going to see 5,000 photos of my spaghetti and my tuna fish casserole. Gross. And you're not going to, or my, now my lamb, hands off my lamb, y'all, because I was damn proud of myself for, for roasting a 45-pound lamb by myself for 10 hours. And it was amazing. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. It was so nasty. Yes. So I was very proud of that. So y'all probably saw 20 pictures of the lamb. Uh, maybe two of my face were in them, but it's an epidemic. It's not self-love. It's actually self-loathing. It's self-loathing. We live in a covetous, idolatrous, self-loathing, self-hatred, uh, anti-Christ generation. And again, it's nothing new, but it is rampant because technology has made it so. It's instant. So the best thing you can do for your kids is put them on you know, just very limited diet of social media and talk to them about the dangers. Don't just, don't just tell your kids, well, so you're, nope, you're on selfie, uh, selfie discipline, right? You're on selfie restriction. Nope. Can't be on social media anymore. If I, I can't see this, this and that, no, sit down and have a conversation with them. They want to learn. They want to know why these things are important. And it doesn't mean that you have to reason with them. You can still be the adult and say, hey, I've made this decision and I, and I want to explain some things to you. And you may not like it. You're still probably going to disagree with me. But I promise you right now, if you'll sit down with your kids and have conversations with them 
about how it's protecting for them and how much you love them and how it guards them from really bad people and bad choices. And it, and it, it allows them to grow in their own confidence and their God confidence, right? Having the mind of Christ is like, is, is just the prettiest, most beautiful and most handsome and, and strong thing that any individual can practice is the mind of Christ. Why? Because you know who you are and you know whose you are. And that is the greatest gift you can give your children. There were a couple of other things that I was going to go on about uh, tonight, not the least of which is Joe Biden is just, you know, his buffoonery never ceases to amaze me. Um, but I, I think I'm, I think I'm just going to leave it there. You know why? Because nothing else really matters. When your children start agreeing with lies about biology, we got problems. And when you start capitulating and rolling over as an employee or, or as an employer and, and you start kowtowing to a minority, and that, that really is who's running this show right now is the minority, to hijack <laughs> very, um, very costly civil liberties, that shame becomes yours. I'm telling you. And you have no one else to blame for the state of the country but yourself. You have got to start standing up in truth, sobriety, and love for the sake of the nation. And you can do it. You can have sober conversations. You can seek God. You can seek his word. Ask for his wisdom every morning when you sit down with your little people. Be ready. And if you don't know all the answers, it's okay. Go find them. Teach them. Make it a family project. Nothing matters more to God than the freedom of your soul and that of your children. All right. I love you guys. Be back with you tomorrow. God willing. Uh, the Greek don't rise, all that country stuff. Check out uh, Candace Taylor. That was someone else I was going to talk about today. Old Vernon Jones is up to his usual political antics. But just know this. Candace Taylor is someone that you should check out. She filed for the first audit in the state of Georgia. Not Vernon. That was her work just last week. Fun fact. All right, guys. Be good to your neighbor, beginning your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. 